To go to my hood, they know my body is good. Two million dollars to party in Saudi Arabia clubs. Popping them things to go up and smoking Los Angeles bud. Deep bitches biting like Joe. Shout out to Kamala though. Well, it's up? them weak bars thinking that she dissing for me. I graded your homework, bitch. It's incomplete. If you was trying to be my son, then mission complete. I'm the final level, bitch. That you on a mission to beat. It's like COVID when the goat is on the track, the whole game stop. But I ain't playing with these bitches, this ain't game stop. If Barbie in the building, then she with a gangsta. He ain't gon' hesitate if I tell him to shank some. Just put the beauty parlor in my guest house. You mean the pink Lamborghini that's at the next house? Fuck them so good, I got them walking with his chest out. I wish these bitches wanted more talent and less clout. I, I fall back and just give him some space. Cause when you already won, what the fuck is a race? Look at them fucking for raps. Oh, what a disgrace. I put that on A Rod, none of you bitches is safe. Make us sick, get hard, soon as I brush up, but we tryna be subtle. Whole city go up when a bitch touch down like them niggas in the hut, though. Sex game still call us on Igaloo. Head game slicker than Little Miss Gorilla Glue. He tryna eat it up. I said, come and get it, boo. While I count a mill. Jigga what, jigga who? What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Hatiana from the Hard Pill Podcast, and I'm back again with another episode. It is week 19, episode 19, and of course, I'm glad to be motherfucking back. Um, this is the week before the finale. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really miss y'all. Like, I'm really, really gonna miss y'all. Um, I just want to get straight into it. Mental health check-in. I'm doing pretty good. I would say I'm like around like an eight or nine. I'm not really feeling my body right now. I've noticed that I gained some weight because like I said, I'm, I'm, I have to get, I don't know what the fuck it is about food, but I really have to get back in my stride of, um, maintaining my discipline and doing all of that kind of different stuff it's like literally one of the hardest things that I've actually had to overcome I don't understand to why I can you know stop drinking I can stop smoking but it's a different kind of drug child but anyway um 
<clears throat> if y'all hear me like coughing and sniffling, listen, I have allergies. Um, I actually had to call the pharmacy. When was that? Like a week ago? I had to call the pharmacy like a week ago if I didn't tell y'all already and get an inhaler because, um, the basic, the, basically the lady was just saying like, um, she was like, if you don't have like a stuffy nose and you have not, you're not running a fever or whatever, it, it's probably just allergies and, and, you know, we just change seasons and things like that. So she's like, probably that's what it is. So if you hear me like wheezing, if you hear me sniffling, if you hear me blowing my nose, that's just what it is. I'm just, you know, horrible. I wake up having sneeze attacks every day. I can't stand it. Um, other than that, um, I'm pretty good. So, um, as far as everything else, what else? Um, yeah, so I actually am having my third Fraxel treatment on, on Monday. And listen, y'all, it's, I'm not playing. These $400 sessions be fucking pissing me the fuck off. Because I be thinking, like, listen, I, I know so many things that I could spend $400 on. I mean, $400 plus. Because you got to think about the lift I got to take to get there and get back. So, um, to be honest with y'all, over the last two sessions, for me to have spent... I mean, overall, I've spent a pretty fucking penny between micro-needling between these sessions with you know these $400 sessions and things like that and I'm going to go my third one um I've spent upward to like 2000 you know plus dollars trying to fix this issue with my motherfucking face and I have been trying to be patient I've been trying to practice patience even though that's not in my nature but I have been trying to do my best and listen honey I'm not seeing the results as fast as I want to so listen I was um doing my little research online and stuff like that or whatever and I came across these different videos like how to fix like um what is it like densing your skin or uh texture skin and different things like that and I actually had came across this girl's video that was really informative I wish I had you know her name but I don't I think she's like Asian American or something like that but she had really bad texture but she actually um got on a medication called tretinoin. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, so she got on this medication called tretinoin, and over a year, it significantly, child, it significantly changed her motherfucking skin. So I'm doing all of this um different research to see if it worked for other people, and I've actually seen people of color, like black people, you know, I seen um us using the product and how much it helped them as well. And to me, I'm thinking like. What is a whole nother six months? What is a whole nother year um, in order for me to achieve my goal? Like, I've been patient this far. So I just have to be more patient. Like, literally, it's my face. So to to a degree, I kind of feel, like, debilitated. You know, like, I, 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 like, I don't want to see nobody. I don't want nobody to look at me. Like, that's, and that's another reason why I hate getting on camera. Like, I already know, like I told y'all, like, I don't, I don't, I already didn't like being on camera anyway, but now I really don't like being on camera because it's just like all of the focus is on the texture on my cheeks or whatever. And it's just, and a little spot on my nose. So it's, oh, it's a lot. But anyway, so I downloaded my, um, I was about to say WebMD, my doctor on demand app because I knew a doctor could possibly help me out with this. So I actually had met with a doctor and, you know, he checked on my face and I sent him some pictures and different things like that. And, um, he told me to go send in the light. So he got like really serious. So this funny ass nigga, I don't even give a fuck if he's being shady, but 
he was like, um, oh yeah. So I'm talking to him and I'm just like, yeah, basically I'm requesting to get this tretinoin. And he was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, um, go ahead and send over the retinine to your pharmacy. And the percentage that I asked for and that he actually gave me was, um, I think it's 0.025, which is probably the lowest. And it's actually the same one that the girl mentioned in the video. So I'm happy about that. I don't need to OD and do nothing too harsh to my skin too fast because my skin all over my body is already sensitive. Like I break out religiously so um so he went ahead and um, he went over and sent over the script um to CVS and things like that and he was like um he was like yeah I'm gonna get you some retin-a because he was like to be honest with you what did he say he said he said you're 30 years old and too old to be having acne I said baby you ain't never lied <laughs> like yeah run that script though <laughs> so listen I don't give a fuck if he was being shady he was telling the truth he was telling the absolute truth I am 30 years old there is no reason why I should still be dealing with acne and things like it. <laughs> it has to go. It has to fucking go. And I know it's not an end all. Um, I know it's not an end all be all cure or whatever the case may be. Like there's some other products that I'm going to try. I think it's from. Um, I think I want to say it's Ancient Cosmetics, where they have like a whole like turmeric line, where they have like scrubs and they have like soaps and different things like that. And like I said, these are people of color who have created products, you know, for for us by us. And um, I want to try them out. So yeah, um, I don't know if I'm gonna buy them now because I might have to wait till next check. Because listen, four hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, like oh. Anyway, I even had to be frugal on my motherfucking groceries this week just because I'm taking this goddamn session out. Anyway, I hope it all works out, but I know I'm doing a lot because it's honestly like, if y'all can see me, like it's honestly a lot. But um, hopefully, like I said, um, after this session and once I get my script, I'm gonna go and pick it up after my appointment on Monday, like right before I have to start work and things like that. So, um, I can go ahead and start the process and hopefully it'll give me the results that I want. Mind you, retinol is very fucking expensive. Like it was free for me, you know, because of my um, insurance, but, um, retinol is like, um, I think a tube is like 90 to like a hundred dollars i was like oh girl but he um <laughs> he actually um he gave me a pretty big tube i wish i could pull up my script right now but i think he he said it was a pretty big tube i believe him he said that you won't he said listen i'm giving you a pretty big tube so you won't need to go back for no refills for a while at least you know for like i think he said for the next couple of months so when you say couple of months few months that sounds good to me and he said i can use it as needed and things like that and blah blah blah, blah. so anyway oh my god i'm dropping stuff um so anyway um yeah that was basically my little weekend update and it actually put me in a better mood because I was in a funky mood but it actually put me in a better mood because anything to improve what I got going on is going to put me in a better mood so anyway we gotta go ahead and get started with the episode today so I wanted to come and talk to you guys about seriously dating um this is preferably for you know people in their late 20s and 30s and even 40s and 50s i mean if you're still there um i have a 
couple of tips for you guys in regards to seriously dating. And listen, this is just advice. This is not something, this is not Bible. This is not Bible. This is just something that everybody can probably apply to their um, circumstance if they've been having a little bit of trouble dating. Um, I know a lot of us come from a place of really not knowing how to date in the first place or... Um, or just going about things the wrong way or different things like that. So I'm just here to lend my advice to you guys in regards to, you know, how we can have a better dating experience, especially if you're dating seriously. This is only for people who are dating seriously. Now, if you out here and you want to fuck around and bump around and do all, <laughs> do, do your thing. I'm not judging you, but this is for the people who really want to get in a serious bag and want to, you know, eventually settle down with somebody and, you know get married have babies have a great existence all of that um okay so number one on the list is refrain from smoking and drinking when you guys first um have your first encounters and different things like that and i know that's hard especially for us y'all know what i mean when i say us i know that's hard because um in a lot of situations, like most of us either smoke or drink and i feel like these things are put in place to kind of like what's the word like um, ease into things or make things a little bit more fun or whatever the case may be and blah, blah, blah. But I want to tell you guys, like, I think it would be more beneficial to go into a situation with a sober mind for the first couple of dates. So you don't get tricked into thinking like, oh, this person is awesome. They're fun. Da, da, da. Listen, when you bring in weed and alcohol in the picture, everything is going to be fun. Everything is going to be awesome. Everything they're going to be saying is just going to be on 10. So I think that if you go into um the first couple of dates, with just you know casual conversation you know what I'm saying walks talks all of that different stuff without the drugs and alcohol and different things like that I think it'll save a lot of people a lot of time and and really make you see like if this person is like genuinely um somebody who you could possibly be inter interested in because like I said when you're inebriated you're not thinking about all of the important kind of questions and different things that you want to ask you're just worried about a good time and there's nothing wrong with having a good time but understand you need to have a good time with somebody sober because think about if you're going in and that's another thing too I'm not saying that every single person you need to be dating seriously, but you are dating seriously. So you want to go into the situation, putting your best foot forward and you want to take something a little bit serious. I'm not saying that down the line, you can't, you know, smoke and drink with this person. I'm just saying for the first couple of dates, I would say the first three, the first three or four dates refrain from smoking and drinking so that you can actually get a good gauge of who you are talking to. It's going to put you in a position of having real conversations, really seeing if y'all got any common interests besides, you know, smoking and drinking, because honestly, that'd be the commonality between a lot of people, uh, uh, recreational drugs and shit like that. And that can really throw you to fuck off. Like, you know, it's easy to find somebody who you like to smoke with or who you like to drink with and boom, now y'all best of buddies. But literally, sometimes that's literally all y'all have in common. So I think that if you take, you know, the drinking and the smoking out initially just for the first couple of days and shit like that, just to really get to see like if you guys really um, are on the same page, I think that would be more beneficial for you to for the long run. Um... 
Next thing, um, no question is off limits, but please lead with respect. Like, I think um, a lot of people like to say like, oh, don't act so don't ask about politics. Don't ask about religion. Don't ask about, you know, this, that and the third and blah, blah, blah. Don't ask if it's too soon to have sex. Like, you know, I think that if you lead each question with respect, understanding, um, engaging and reading the room. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, um, you can have like a sarcastic tone with, or just ask them like different things in different kind of ways and stuff like that. But I think that, um, people need to understand how to read the room and to see if that's something that you're going to be able to do. But from a woman's standpoint, I think that, um, we should reframe from like the sexual talk and all of that too soon. Because to be honest with you, I don't even know if I like you yet. So relax. But like I said, no question. I think we could talk about sex as long as you're not talking about sex with me. Um, yeah. So if you, if you want to gauge, you know, like where I'm coming from or what I'm cool with or what, you know, whatever the case may be, I think that's fine. But as far as talking about, you know, engaging in sex with me, like that's off limits, because like I said, I don't even fucking know if I like you yet. So yeah, just relax. Um, but yeah, again, no question is off limits, but lead with respect. Understand that everybody is not going to say, have, like I said, have the same um, kind of humor as you or, you know, some people can be triggered by different things and stuff like that. So just try, just try to lead with respect and read the room. You know, I, I, I don't know any better way to put that, but yes, um, but I think, I think you can get away with asking a lot if you check your tone. So whether you are a woman or whether you're a man, you know, especially like, especially like in this day and age, you have to ask people like, so are you only into girls? Are you only into guys? Different questions like that. But like I said, you don't want to lead into, you don't want to be asking nobody. Oh, so you eat coochie. Oh, so you be sucking dick. Like most of these niggas out here. Like, you know, you lead with respect. Okay. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody like, hey, like, are you into guys too? Or, hey, are you into girls too? Or different things like that. Or, hey, um, what do you feel about Christianity? Or what do you feel about these abortion laws and different things like that? I think that they just need to be led with respect. And another thing, if somebody is able to have these different kind of conversations with you and can lead with respect on a serious note, and even if y'all don't, even if y'all don't agree, y'all can ad- agree to disagree on a lot of different things. As long as you know, most of them aren't like deal breakers and different things or you or things where you stand firm in and you feel like, well, me and this person really need to connect on this. Um, then I think it should be like totally fine. Like I said, I don't feel like any question is off limits, but, um, yeah, keep it cute. Um, Next thing, child, do not invite them over. Don't please refrain from inviting people from your house. I don't need, I don't know why I need to say this. Um, for somebody who was 30 or, you know, my peers, a lot of us are 30 or about to turn 30. Um, stop inviting people over your house. And listen, we even seen a little role, uh, the, the, the com roms or whatever, the rom-coms where, you know, people are broke and, you know, they come over and the person fixed them a little meal and different things. No, dub, 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 dub. There's plenty of, um, frugal dates or, um, inexpensive dates that you can go on with somebody outside of the house where you don't have to have them in your space. Because I feel like when you invite people in your space, then 
a lot of the times um they have like this this thing where they're like oh well they inviting me over and I'm, I'm i'm just saying like people people innately think like oh they're inviting me over to their crib oh they must want something more than that or they're gonna allow me to do certain things because they've invited me over their house and i'm not saying this is everybody i'm just saying that especially coming from men like men think like oh she invited me over the crib like it's on some netflix and chill type shit and most nine times out of ten i'm gonna end up fucking like i have somebody in my past who was a quote-unquote friend of mine tell me like yo we can chill outside of the crib but don't invite me over your crib like don't because he 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 was going to assume that we were going to fuck and i had to tell him like no um so yeah like Refrain from having people come over your house because a lot of people are going to try to, they're they're going to try to push, uh, (laughs) they're going to try to like push the barriers and, you know, check your temperature and see what you went to and different things like that. And like I said, your house or your home or your crib or your apartment or whatever the case may be is your sanctuary. You don't want to ever invite anybody who you barely know over your house and then make you feel uncomfortable in your own space. Like, no, um, and if unless it's just say hypothetically you do um try to keep the distance you know a little bit try to keep a little bit of a distance just so you know like um or assert yourself like yes I'm interested in you but I'm not interested in you touching me or doing different things like that because like I said if you invite somebody over your space they're going to try to do different things like that they're going to try to touch you they're going to try to kiss you because now they have you in this secluded place where it's just you and them and they're like okay so what's next you know so I personally I'm I'm not inviting nobody over my crib well y'all know I talk to somebody anyway but even if I wasn't I'm not inviting nobody over my crib I don't give a fuck if I just live here by myself no so like i said there's plenty of little inexpensive dates where y'all can like walk through the park you can plan a picnic you can go get ice cream y'all can go shit walk around the mall y'all shit we got the big ass museum downtown there's plenty of different things that y'all chill y'all can even y'all can even go to different places like paint and sips and different things like that like i said there are really inexpensive dates where you can go ahead and you know just have an experience with somebody without it being like some formal let's sit down at a dinner table and eat food or let's go And, and and that's another thing do not do not do not invite somebody to the movies for a date if y'all are not like already in sync with each other, because that is not a date. Y'all are literally sitting down for like an hour and some change, literally not talking to each other. And y'all are probably going to give like some breakdown on what the movie was about for the, for the, for the 15 minutes, you know, after, you know, the movie is done and y'all probably are going to go y'all separate ways. So really all you got to do was enjoy this person for maybe 15 minutes. Like, I don't know. Just, just, just don't. First couple of days, don't do the movie date because, like I said, how the fuck are you supposed to get to know somebody when you're spending an hour, 30 minutes to two hours watching a movie in the dark? It just, yeah. How are you supposed to gauge them? How are you supposed to tell if you like them or not? So, yeah, anyway. And not for nothing, a lot of us are dating online. A lot of us have met the people that we are with online because, you know, that's like the norm nowadays. Most of the people who you are going to come in contact with are either over Facebook or other dating apps or Instagram and all of that other different stuff. So, Uh, sometimes you can have like a lot of conversations with somebody online and then they suggest like oh like let's go to the movies and then like you're still like yes you you are now not strangers in the physical but y'all still don't know shit about each other because 
yeah but um yeah refrain from the movie dates like i said there are plenty uh, plenty of inexpensive dates you know but 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 let me say this um once you do get comfortable with somebody and you do allow them to come over you to over to your crib and things like that, I think it's very cute to like plan little dates where, you know, um, you're cooking something for them because that's a love language for me. I like pe I like people who know how to cook. So, you know, I think it's more personal, personal. And, um, I think it's more personal when you actually fix somebody a meal and you take the time and the care and, you know, you bring it to them and, you know, it's just, it's just real cute. So if y'all ever get to that point, then yes, I will would recommend you know that you create like a nice little vibe and dinner you know probably put on some good music some candles and all of that if you have them light some incense make it smell nice and good in your crib you know little vibe little netflix and chill type shit um anybody can order takeout i think all of that is for like (laughs) like i said i think all of that is for when you net when you hard you know, like, when you hard on Netflix and chilling and ordering food, I feel like y'all are already comfortable at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you should pull out the stops for the people that you really like. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And like I said, I think it would be more inexpensive for you to actually cook a meal and go to the supermarket and get some food than it is to get, like, takeout. Because you you got to pay for both of y'all food. You got to pay for the service fee, delivery fee. And sometimes you got to leave a tip. I don't leave a tip because I'm a cheap-ass bitch. But anyway, I mean, I didn't say that. I didn't leave it. I don't be leaving tips because I'd be like, listen, this surcharge, this delivery. Listen, talk to them. Talk to them because I don't got it. I don't got it. If I'm paying $50 for some fucking food, you damn motherfucking right. I don't want to be fucking um, paying five extra dollars just for you to bring me my shit. Listen, call me a brokey. Call me whatever the fuck you want. Listen, I can pay my bills and I got extra money on the back end. So fuck out of here. Anyway... But if I'm going out to eat, that's different. Like, I'll definitely tip if I'm going out to eat. But listen, for you to deliver my food, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm sorry. No. Some days I'll be feeling like, oh, yeah, let me, you know, throw two, three dollars. But no, I'm not. Most of the time, not. I'm not doing that. Um, What's something else? Um, Another. Okay. So now we're about to get into the heavy stuff. I know a lot of y'all are probably not going to agree with this because a lot of y'all little horny bastards. Um, (laughs) I want y'all to refrain from allowing people access to you until they love you. And I know that's something that could be, um, I know that's something that could be interpreted in different kind of ways, but And I'm not even saying have it be like a certain day rule or whatever the case may be. But like I said, personally, I don't, I don't mind the 90 day rule because like, 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 like Steve had mentioned and like, you know, other people have mentioned, it's basically like a trial period to see like if somebody is really into you. And I know a lot of people can fake the funk, but a lot of people can't fake the funk for 90 plus days. Like usually you are really going to know unless this person is just like a super fucking Decepticon, usually typically down the road, people, especially somebody who's like eager to have sex with you or eager to have access to you, they are going to grow impatient with you. And one of the clear indicators to see if somebody is into you over this time is to see how much time they are spending with you and how attentive they are. So, like I said, it's going to be very hard for somebody who talks to you on a regular basis, who is seeing you and different things like that for them to fake this whole, like, I'm not into you, but I just want to fuck you kind of thing. And I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm just saying that it's really, really hard. So, um, 
I would really recommend to get to know these people and really. So for me, I feel like this. Once you know somebody has grown an emotional attachment to you and that they love you in that kind of way, even if it doesn't work out, you still feel like, well, I actually took my time with this. I actually got to know this person. I actually know that, you know, even though it didn't work out with us, that they still respect me and that, you know, we just have to go our separate ways versus just giving some pussy to some nigga who you barely even know. And then within the next couple of weeks, you're on to the next one and you just adding your body count up. And, and this could even go for men as well. I really, really, really stress that men need to be a lot more selfish with themselves because like I said, you guys are more than just conquest and wallets and you men should know your worth as well. Like your, your validation doesn't lie in how many fucking bodies you can kill over the summer or, you know, just period. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't define your manhood. And I'm not a man. So, and I know, I know there's a lot of pressure on men doing certain things and stuff like that, but coming from a woman who really appreciates men, black men, I'm saying that, you know, for me to hear somebody say like, yo, I haven't slept with that many people, or, you know, I'm really picky with the women who I do deal with. That is something that's special to me. Cause it's just like, yo, you really, you really cherish yourself. You really, value yourself to know that everybody is not allowed access to you. And that's no dig to anybody who has fucked around. I have a past. I fucked around or whatever, but to be honest with you, I didn't know my worth. And now that I know my worth, I choose to not do that, you know, but like I said, it's something very attractive about a man who is very selective with the women who they deal with and who has not, um, who is just not going to give himself freely to different women and, you know, who is basically not looking at women like a throwaway. And like I said, I we can get into, like, I'm not saying that that's every fucking case, but I don't want to sit here and be politically correct with y'all. I really want to be real. Like most of the times dudes are out here having sex with a multitude of different women because they really don't generally respect them and they just view them as conquests. And that just is what it is. And the same thing goes for women. But... Like I said, when somebody is spending time with you, when somebody is being attentive to you, when y'all are having, you know, a variety of different conversations and, you know, y'all have had like deep talks and different things like that, it's very, 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 very hard for them not to grow great feelings for you or fall in love with you. So um, I would say refrain from sex. I'm not saying like, don't be sexual, refrain from having sex with somebody until they fall in love with you. I think it's perfectly fine for you to exude sexual energy and for you to, you know, let that person know that you're really feeling them and things like that. But you know, sex, sex is going to come and it's not as, it's a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal when you're really into somebody and you really want to be with them. And as y'all know, some people... Um, some people will really take the time to fuck you and leave you to fuck alone just because you uh, made them wait so long. And that's another thing about them. Whether you fuck men (laughs) the first date or whether you fuck them on a 90th date, if they not shit and they don't want to be with you, then they don't want to be with you. But I bet, I bet if you waited out those 90 days and you really see if this person is really into you or not, and you're having several conversations and you're, and you're going on dates and different things like that, it's going to be very hard, very hard for him to not develop some kind of feelings for you over that period of time versus somebody who was just killing and, you know, now you got to sit there and wonder well if they do they really like me well whole time they don't fucking know you 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 
<sighs> like I said, do what the fuck you want to do. But anyway, um, what's another one? Don't assume commitment, y'all. Do do not assume commitment. And that's one of the things that I had a issue with uh, in the past and even recently in my new situation. Um, I'm not going to say that I assume commitment, but I think we both assume different kind of things, but we never talked about them. So if you're seriously dating, if you're seriously dating somebody and you got obviously that feelings are being developed or whatever the case may be, honestly speaking, somebody going to have to show their hand. A lot of times people don't want to say like, yo, I really like you a lot or I, uh, or I love you and I want to take this to the next level or whatever the case may be. I, w- I would personally say leave it up to the guy to do that because you never want to end up in a, just as a woman, you don't ever want to end up talking to a man. And this is why I say allowing access and different things like that. You don't ever want to end up in a situation where a man, with a man where you feel like you've done all of this stuff and then now... It's just like, damn, like, so you only like kind of like me or whatever the case may be. That's why I say refrain from having sex and different things like that. Because if you're having a conversation and you're ha- and you're sitting down and you're really talking to them like, yo, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of girl where I want somebody to tell me that they like me first just so I can see if we're going to move forward. Because like I said, men are natural hunters. And if they really want you, they, they're going to very much tell you that shit. So... <clears throat> How I was moving in my own personal situation, you not telling me I'm not cutting off of my options. You know what I'm saying? And that's what people need to understand. Like, I'm really out here dating for real. Like, I'm not about to, like, hold hold myself back or, you know, cut off my options or whatever the case may be when you're unsure about where you want to be at, whether I really like you or not, because that was the situation. I really like this man. I really rather would have been with him and go and date on him, but I'm not going to cut off all of my other options because this man feels like he's uncertain about what the fuck is going on. So a conversation needs to be had, you know, um, somebody needs to say like, yo, um, like, what are we doing? Like, is, is this situation going to turn into something serious or whatever the case may be? Me personally, I need to hear it come from the man first, but y'all do what y'all want to do. But that's me. I need to hear the man say like, yo, this is where I want to be. You are who I want to be with. So I can go ahead and follow suit. Because like I said, a, a lot of times women like romanticize situations. And sometimes we think we very much think that it's something that it's not because we are having all of these conversations with this man. A lot of the times we are having sex with them and different things like that. And we are still unsure about if this man really likes you or not. Well, did you ask? Did he tell you? Have the fucking conversations. Like I said, somebody is going to have to show their hand. Somebody is going to have to articulate, yo, I'm feeling you. I like you. I'm going to be with you or what have you. However, that conversation goes. But somebody needs to go ahead and say like, yo, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to pursue this situation serious. And I don't think there's anything wrong as a woman with saying like, you know, in, in the beginning, like initially, like, yo, um, I'm. I'm I'm out here seriously dating. I'm only willing to entertain people for the long term who are, you know, willing to go, you know, willing willing to give me like a real commitment. And real commitment to me means family, marriage, different things like that. And even if that's not you, that's cool, but I'm going to um I'm going to think that moving forward if we're spending a lot of time together and we're doing all this that and a third that that is what you are looking for as well so are you looking for that I don't think that there's anything wrong with women 
asking those different kind of questions and things like that. Because, like I said, you let a nigga slide, he gonna motherfucking ice skate. So, like, I, and he'll say, oh, well, we never talked about that or you never brought that up and da 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 Listen, one thing I know about a man, when he wants you, he motherfucking wants you, period. He gonna let you motherfucking know. He gonna let you know he wants you to be his, period. There is not gonna be any dancing around it. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I'm dating... And if I'm feeling you, regardless if you know I got other options or not, if you really want to be here, you need to say that you want to be here because you never know. I might just want to only be with you too. And that was literally the case in my scenario. I was talking to all of these different niggas or whatever the case may be. And I was really, I was waiting on him. I was sitting there like, okay, I'll be done with these fillers as soon as you tell me what's up. Because I already had made my mind up. So quick. I already had made my mind up, but the thing was between both of us, like we talked about, like he was, he was assuming that, you know, I wanted to be out here on my hot girl shit. And I was assuming that he really wasn't looking for nothing serious. And we both were scared to jump into anything too fast because, you know, we both didn't want to get our feelings hurt. But the one thing about dating seriously and love and different things like that is like, you just going to literally have to jump out on a limb when it comes to you you're gonna have to be a risk taker you cannot you cannot say that you want to fall in love with somebody or you can't say that you know I'm, I'm looking for something serious and and understand that you know you can very well get your heart broke you can very well end up in a situation where you're with somebody for the rest of your life but you will never fucking know if you don't take those fucking risks so that's where your own discretion you know if you pussy um, dating is not going to be for you. So seriously dating anyway. So, um, anyway, um, also check, check the chemistry and what is not on paper. A lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, having these different accolades and different things like that with, you know, people who say like, you know, I've got a, a bachelor's degree or a PhD or a master's and you know, I do this and I do like, okay, that's nice. Um, but other than that, do we vibe? Can we kick it? Um, can we have long conversations? Can we shoot the shit? Can we talk about serious stuff? Like gauge the motherfucking chemistry because somebody can look exactly how you want them to look. Somebody can be exactly who you want them to be on paper, but I'm telling you, babe, it's those motherfucking intangibles that will really make you want somebody. Somebody can literally look and be exactly what you want them to be and you still don't feel like they the one. It's because the chemistry isn't where it's supposed to be. It's because they're not providing something. They're not providing those intangible things that you cannot see, that you feel like you need in a partner. You know, that's why I think chemistry is very important. There's a lot of like, quote unquote, and this is why I don't believe in the whole like, oh, she's a good girl. You should, you know, fuck with her. He's a good guy. No, people need chemistry. People need chemistry. And that's why a lot of people end up fucking with a lot of bad people, guys and girls, because we going off a vibe. We going off of this and a third. I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, catching a vibe with somebody or whatever, but you need to see if they have depth to them. That's what I'm basically saying. Like, uh, chemistry is more than just surface level. Oh, you like the same things I like, but do, do we agree? And do you have like emotional intelligence? Are there, are there, we, we just need to, you know, we need to be equally yoked and cohesively vibe on a different kind of level other than the just surface shit. And a lot of people don't, 
You know what I'm saying? When you talk about like real serious matters and situations, and I'm not even talking about just personal shit. When you talk about like real serious matters and things like that, you can really see if you are equally yoked with somebody or not. You don't have to go into your deepest and darkest of secrets to see if, you know, you and this person have chemistry. Um, and like I said, sometimes chemistry can be something that is unspoken. I'm, I'm, I'm like one of those people where if I'm like sitting in a room with you and I can vibe with you without saying nothing, that is like elite like where I don't feel like I'm forced to talk or forced to bring up subjects or forced to keep something going where we just literally existing in the same space and we literally just enjoy each other's presence. That is top tier shit because some of the times, I mean, I thought, I know, I know I talk to y'all every single week, but I'm not like a chatty patty person all the time. Like sometimes I don't want to be the chatty patty person. Sometimes I just want to listen to you talk. Sometimes I just want to listen to you Tell me about your dreams, your aspirations, what you think about this and what you think about that. And just let you let you just take the floor like I I enjoy shit like that. Or like I said, just being in silence. So I'm not saying that, you know, having these different credentials and, you know, looking the part is not, you know, obviously essential because you definitely want to fuck with somebody who is not even necessarily your type, but that you find attractive, somebody who does have um some stuff going on and different things like that. But what the fuck is all of that if y'all can't vibe for real? You know what I'm saying? So check check the chemistry before you check what's on paper because you'll be checking off all of these things that's on paper and sometimes you're you're moved off of what other people think, like, oh yeah, my nigga, like she fire, she work out, she do all of this, that and third and da 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 and then in your heart you feel like but it's just, I don't know. It's just something that's missing. And sometimes it be like that. Sometimes it be like, you got this guy and everybody is just like, girl, he, he got this fire ass job. He look good. He work out. And you know, he's, he's this, and he's that. And you just like, girl, I don't know. It's just something. It's just this something. You know, people need a spark, even when you even I feel like and and that's where people get their rocks off with people who are um, bad for them. It's just like they have like this rush and this energy that we think is just like chemistry. But I feel like it's just I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's just like small small boost of in like endurance and different things like that and sometimes people think that they have chemistry and toxic shit when they're getting in arguments and then they can fuck and you know go back to normal and different things like that that's no that's that's not no I wouldn't recommend that I'm saying that you know it's even when you're dealing with a good guy or good girl, you need to get that certain kind of like rush from them, or you need to get that boost of adrenaline from you that keeps you going. I don't know how to explain it. Like you just need something that is going to, damn, dropping shit again. You just need something that's going to be like that boost. That's something that, oomph that just makes you just, uh, you know, just connected and just, uh, just like it's it's just like something that's electric in them that you just can't deny I mean so I don't give a fuck who's a good girl or a good guy if if there's no chemistry there then what the fuck is there also the next thing I want to talk about is not engaging in um trauma 
um, not necessarily trauma, but talking about trauma or serious things that have happened in your past too fast. Um, the worst thing that you want to do, especially in a new situation is form a trauma bond and have a foundation built off of that, where you guys are like connecting off of different stories of people like hurting you and different things like that. Um, also I think it's kind of detrimental because instead of somebody, um, in the beginning, forming an initial respect for you and uh, you articulating what your boundaries are and them doing the same as well. I think when you go ahead and put those different things uh, into the mix too fast, too soon, it could actually make somebody uh, disrespect you more than anything. Because I think when you're saying, um, I think when you initially meet somebody and you're telling them all of these different situations about how people have violated you and how they've crossed different boundaries and different things like that I'm not saying everybody will do it but a lot of people will use that as leverage unfortunately you have to understand excuse me you have to understand that even when you are dating seriously you're going to come across a lot of bad people and um genuine people you know, the genuine people that you come across are going to be very seldom. So I want you to be very careful when you're going into these situations and don't divulge too quick. I think once you become very serious with somebody, it's absolutely fine to divulge, you know, different things like that. But if somebody is asking you, like, for example... You had an abusive situation with an ex and, you know, they used to put their hands on you a lot, you know, call you out your name, different things like that. I think that it would be beneficial for you. Like if they asked you a question like, so what was the reason why you and your ex stopped dating? I think um, a, 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 just a, a general answer is absolutely fine. I don't think that you need to go into depth and give all of this different personal information about yourself without this person even really knowing you for real. You could just simply say, you know what? We just had a lot of troubles and, you know, unfortunately, I don't want to talk about that right now, but, you know, it just didn't work out. That's absolutely fine. And in some situations, you're going to get people who are going to, you know, want to pry and different things like that. Don't give them what they want. Anybody who is just meeting you will understand like, OK, I'm respecting this. And, and that and that in itself is putting up boundaries and making that person understand that they have to respect your space, you know, as far as, you know, what you're willing to divulge. So even that is a stride within itself by just saying like, yo, I don't want to talk about this right now. Um, we just did work out um we can talk that we can talk about you know the particulars of that at a later date if I feel comfortable but I just don't feel like you know divulging the information in in its entirety right now that's that's completely fine and like I said right then in that moment you are setting up boundaries and you are setting a stage for respect um and like I said I just don't I don't feel like uh going into any healthy situation you want to you, you just want to build a trauma bond. I want to, I want to build a relationship with somebody where we generally have, uh, a great respect for each other. When we do understand boundaries and we have, uh, different things that we like about each other and that we can agree on. And I want the foundation of my relationship to lie on things that me and you have in common on a healthy level, not something that is built off of, you know, us, uh, exchanging our personal traumas, whether it be childhood, adulthood, or whatever the case may be. There's plenty of time in the future at later days to get into those kind of talks, but just refrain from doing it too soon because you want people to first generally deal with you um, 
based off of, you know, just the foundation of respect and not leverage. Um, and like I said, coming into new situations with people, you can't expect them to all understand, um, that, you know, I'm just a great person. And unfortunately I just dealt with some really bad people and they took advantage of me. A lot of people will see that as a weakness and, you know, that apex predator is definitely going to make you become their prey. And I feel like, especially with women, that uh, is usually the case. We end up spilling too much tea too quick. And then people are then starting to look at us like, you know, well, shit, if he allowed her to do all of this different shit, then I'm gonna go ahead and do it too. Or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna seize the opportunity to do it whenever I feel like it, the, the, the opportunity presents itself. And you know, with men, it could be the same kind of situation. You divulge all of this different information to women. And now they looking at you like you some bitch. I remember it was this guy who I literally, this is no lie. I first had started talking to him. This was like Maggie. It had to be over five years ago. And I remember him just telling me about all of these different situations where his ex was, was like using him for his money and doing all of this at a third. He was working on all of these different jobs. And it really, if I was the kind, if I was the kind of female, like literally me being who I am, I could be manipulative, but I'm not, it's not in my nature. I am a person who believes in karma, good and bad karma. So I don't do fucked up things to people because I don't want fucked up things done to me. And like I said, it's just not in my nature. I'm like genuinely a good person. So when he was telling me all of this stuff, I was just like, no wonder why all of these females is fucking him over. Because if these are the kind of conversations that he's having with them initially about how they're stealing money from him and how this one did this, that, and the third and blah, 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 how this one is having a baby naturally a female is going to be like, Oh yes, this nigga is a walking motherfucking lick. So like I said, refrain from, um, trying to form trauma bonds, actually, you know, try to deal with people as your healthiest self, or at least put out your, the healthiest version of yourself in the beginning so that, you know, you have a strong foundation to, to, to stand on. Um, if you guys last the test of time, and like I said, you can, you guys can get into the particulars about you know the different things that you've gone through in your past but you have to understand that you have to be selective with that information because not everybody is a good person and again they will use it as leverage you know but you know like I said that's just me um the last thing I want to talk about is keeping a cue on social media um whether you like to believe it or not there are a lot of people who are judging you based off of your social media and what you post and different things like that and you can sit up here and say like I don't give a fuck if they're gonna take all of what I say seriously if they're gonna you know see me posting this then a third and blah blah be mad about that then that's their problem you know what you're absolutely right and there's probably going to be somebody who will definitely deal with your shit but most people are looking at your social media and they are judging you so keep it cute like I said there's nothing wrong especially especially as a woman to have like mystery to yourself. Like, you know, like I, I, me as a woman, like I might show a little, a little cleave or whatever the case may be, but there's, there's very much a lot of mystery to me where you don't, you not seeing me do too much. And that's the mystique about me. Like I said, if I didn't have this podcast, y'all would see what I post online, but there would still be a mystique to me because a lot of people don't even know me on a personal basis. A lot of people can't like just reach out and reach out and touch me. You don't know. Well, some of y'all know where I live, but <laughs> some of y'all know where I live. 
But, like, most of y'all can't just, like, walk up on me in the street and just have, like, a conversation. And a lot of y'all can't do that because y'all don't know me, like, on a personal level. Y'all can't gauge what the fuck I got going on and different things like that. So, yeah, like, I'm a sweetheart. Like, if, if you notice me out in public, especially if you notice me out in public with my bandana, you must notice my stride or my height or my whatever. And I don't know how you noticing me. Somebody did notice me, like, uh, a month ago. And I seen him, and he was like, Hati? And I was like, how did you know it was me? But, yeah, so, um, like I said, if you see me out in public, like, I'm a sweetheart and different things like that, but I don't know how to, you know what's crazy is I don't know how to gauge people, and especially with this whole corona thing, I mean, I've already been the kind of person where if I don't touch you first, please don't touch me, but then, like... I'm like skeptical now because now we're just in this weird space of like, do I give you a hug? Do I, do I not? Do I just hit you with the, you know, elbow bump? Do I say, Hey girl? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. So, so I don't know. Like I be wanting like, and it's certain, certain people that I really much very well embrace. Like, you know, especially like the people who fuck with me, like online and things, things like, like I seen y'all in person, like I would dead give y'all a hug, like a half hug, but I don't know how y'all are. So now it's just like that. Uh, 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 do I? Uh, uh, no. Okay. So it drives me crazy. But anyway, like, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just not going to do it in whatever. Hey girl, hey boy, and keep it moving. So those would be um, those would be my dating tips for um, dating seriously and trying to get back in your stride and different things like that for you know the people who want to be serious and things. Um, like I said, you don't have to take my word as like a law or like anything, but um, I feel like the things that I said were very beneficial. If you take them, you take them. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> Moving right along, so <laughs> I'm sure, um, like y'all see, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm like rubbing my face and my eyes because, like I said, these allergies are kicking my ass. Um, so I'm pretty sure y'all seen, like I seen, you know, this whole situation with rory mall and um joe happening on a jbp if y'all are um have been sitting under a rock um joe had recently fired rory and mall and um basically told them they can't come back um i'm thinking it's indefinitely (laughs) it's definitely indefinitely for rory but i think they're i think that joe is basically just um using not using, but basically saying like the relationship with him and Maul is more significant because Rory met him in like 2014 or some shit like that. But Joe had said his grievances. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole, the whole, whole breakdown because like I said, this, this will be too long of an episode, but, um, Joe said his piece and then Rory and Maul came out and said their piece. Um, Joe was basically saying that, you know, these motherfuckers, are ungrateful and now they want to look at accounting books and audits and all of this other different stuff and Rory and Maul just basically came out and I guess did their own like little breakdown on how they thought the whole situation went down and and Maul is basically like saying like yo I don't think there's anything wrong if I have uh equity in this or a percentage in this then I don't see what is the problem with wanting to see books and this that and the third and um like I said, if you want to go research that information and get like the whole deep dive on it, 
you can do that on your own. But I just want to say this. Um, I think, I think that these men definitely had, well, I think that Joe and, um, I think that Joe and Maul, yes, I think that Joe and Maul definitely had a genuine friendship. Uh, Rory, not so much because I feel like he little boys him every time, every chance he can get, I feel like he little boys Rory. And, and I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's because he's a white boy. I don't, I don't know what that's about. I really don't, but he little boys the fuck out of Rory. Um, I really think that, you know, um, at some point they all were really good friends and, uh, business got really good and, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to see books or, you know, different things. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I come from a place of being burned by family members. Um, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story, quick, quick story. Back in 2015, I became homeless and I had to move in with my uh, cousin and I was staying with her for about a year or whatever the case may be. And I remember coming to her and telling her um, because we were about to move into her new apartment and she had never asked me for rent before. She never had asked me for rent. She would ask me like buy a little stuff around the house or whatever the case may be. But, you know, she never asked me for rent before. And I thought that was kind of odd because I was working at Sprint at the time. But I was okay with just keeping my own money. Like, I was like, okay. Um, I love Sprint. I ended up working. I just, just had started at Maximus. And um, we had moved over to uh, her crib on Washington. I mean, not Washington. What the fuck? On Livingston. And, um, so basically for almost a year, I was in her living room on her fucking couch. You can only imagine how that is. She like one of those real like ghetto bird type bitches who love like loving hip hop and like, this is her world. She don't work a fucking job. She get a disability check. I know I'm spilling a lot of tea right now, but I don't give a fuck. Her girlfriend got a disability check too. They would barely clean up around the house. I would leave, come home. And it was just a mess most of the fucking time. Like, I'm talking about, this bitch had to be in a mood to clean, which is just, and she was just one of those people who would be like, oh, let me go ahead and sweep this floor. Oh, let me go ahead and do these dishes. Like, bitch, nobody cares. Just do it. Just do it. So anyway, um, like I said, for more, uh, for almost a year, I was on her couch in her living room. So I had to interact with everybody who came into her house. And I'm the kind of person where I just like my space. I don't really want to be bothered with nobody. And I was going through a lot at the time. I had just got my blood transfusion. I was just going through a lot. I was very depressed. I was drinking a whole bunch of different shit, child. But anyway, so we moved into the um, crib over on Livingston, down Livingston. Um, And I had my own room. So I set up my shit, da-da-da-da. Mind you, still going to work, still doing my thing, da-da-da-da. So I remember having a conversation with her and I was like, yo, like, um, do you mind having like something in writing? Just basically, you know, saying that, you know, it's okay for me to stay here, you know, for a certain amount of time or whatever. She was like, oh, why would you ask me that? Like, I would never kick you out and you James granddaughter and on Senator. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, whatever. Um, while a couple of weeks later, um, do I come home from work? And there is a note slid underneath my door and it's a notarized letter from city hall, um, ordering me to get out of her house. So in this letter, she said that I was disrespectful. Listen, this is left field for me. I, I went knocking on her door. Um, excuse me. Well, what is this? What is this all about? 
So she was basically saying like in a letter that I was disrespectful and that I, child, she said that I ate her son's food. Mind you. Okay. This is, this is, this is how I knew she wanted me to get out. Okay. So once we moved into this crib, like I stopped really interacting with people because like I said, she was just one of those hood booger type bitches. And I would speak like, Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? And stuff like that. Or what's up? What's going on? But other than that, like I wasn't coming out to be interacting with nobody. I was just in my own room, own vibe. Like I just wanted to be by myself because you got to understand for almost the whole fucking entire year, I had to deal with you niggas in the living room and I was forced to talk to y'all. Now I can go and close the door. And at this point, like I didn't give a fuck about, I didn't give a fuck about providing um, rent because like I said, I, I had been working. So if she wanted, if money is what she wanted, then that was fine. But listen, right? So I know this is going to sound mad petty. So I used to buy these little pizzas, these little Tostino's pizzas or whatever from Family Dollar when we lived over there on Oak behind the, uh, the police station and shit like that. So um i guess her son she was getting when she seen me getting them she was getting them for her son too because she seen they was like quick and easy to make or whatever the case may be so i guess maybe listen i don't even know if this is true maybe i ate one of his tostinos pizzas thinking it was mine and she said that i was eating her son's food bitch when i was getting stamps bitch i literally gave you my fucking card I literally gave you my card and told you to leave me $50 on to get whatever you want every single time I got my stamps for a whole entire year. That, that was my payment. I told you to get whatever the fuck you wanted. Just leave me $50 so I can get my own motherfucking shit. And this bitch put in that letter that I was disrespectful. And I'm like, how? How? Like, I literally don't invite nobody over here. Never have invited anybody over to your crib, even though you urged me to do so, so you could be in my business, bitch. No, no, I was born at night last night, not last night. So then like she said that I was being disrespectful and all of a sudden third and this bitch literally gave me like two weeks, not even two weeks to get out by her fucking crib. But little did she know I did have somewhere to go. And I know you wanted to see me out on my ass, bitch. But look at me now. Ho, raggedy ass bitch. Anyway, so I say all of that to say. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having anything in writing to cover your motherfucking ass because as soon as business is involved with any motherfucking body, as soon as living situations or whatever the case may be is involved with any motherfucking body, you need to have something to cover your ass. And I say all of that to say this, people have came to me and asked me like, yo, can I be a co-host in the, no, no. And this is way before this whole JBP thing. This is like when this is like the first couple of weeks of me being started in my podcast. But I have always been the type of person like first it was my apartment. I just wanted something to myself, something that was mine. That's why I don't have any fucking roommates. I can pay all my fucking rent utilities and all of that shit. No, I will never have another fucking roommate situation again. I don't give a fuck if I have to stay in a one room. I don't give a fuck if I went broke and had to stay like in one of those rooms that you got to rent. I'm not. Listen listen or get like a small studio listen if that's what needs to happen and that's what needs to be happened but I am not putting myself in a situation where I have to live with anybody again fuck no because the people people who think that they have authority over you know your person or whatever the case may be they can decide anytime like this bitch did can can decide at any time Oh, 
And I'm, and you know what's funny about the whole situation is because I know her mother put her up to it. This bitch is a, more than a couple fries sort of a fucking happy, happy meal. She didn't have the fucking capacity to think like, oh, let me go down to City Hall and get a notarized letter so I can get this woman out of my house. Literally, you never had a conversation with me about anything. Anything. You know what's fucked up? I'm going to be real candid with y'all, right? So, like I told y'all, I was having a situation where I was bleeding a lot. Like, bleeding a lot. Like, so much to the point where I didn't even notice how much I was bleeding. So, after my blood transfusion or whatever the case may be, the blood kind of, like, slowed up. I know I have talked about this situation before where I said I was bleeding consistently three months. Okay, so... It was like situations where I might go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and then I stand up and then like I may have like dropped like two or three drops of blood on the floor and I didn't notice it's in the middle of the night. If I knew and seen that while it was like broad ass daylight or it was like in the middle of the day or whatever the case may be and I didn't clean it up, then that would be fucking trifling. But bitch, why the fuck would I be in somebody's house and give them the excuse to even talk any bit of shit about me? That doesn't even fucking make any fucking sense. And she said that I was a clean bitch. I'm cleaner than you. Your crib was clean as fuck when you came back from fucking, um, where did she go? Nevada or some shit to go see her fucking sister. And y'all nasty ass. Oh my God. I wish I had the pictures child. <laughs> I show my mother the pictures. I show my mother the pictures and I showed, um, my homeboy and he's like you live with these bitches child and I always and I always listen I didn't have I didn't have nowhere to go at the time so I really didn't have no fucking choice until I had to really get the fuck out of there and had to you know see what the fuck I was gonna do but literally I never talked to that bitch after that fucking shit because there was no conversation that was had there was no nothing your mother put you up to that shit because she's a scheming ass bitch too and I never liked her never liked her I never liked your sister I'm not talking about the, uh, your other sisters because I ain't got no static with them. But you know what sister I'm talking about. I never liked these bitches. Her mother always used to try to get me to go to church and shit. Bitch, I told you no. <laughs> I told you I'm very much spiritual. I do not believe in religion. You can sit here and try to say, oh, I need to go. I don't need to do nothing I don't fucking want to do. I'm a grown ass woman. I'm not a child anymore. And that's the one thing that people need to understand. General fucking respect. General respect. To be honest with you, I can't even sit here and say who was the blame for the whole Joe, Rory, and Maul situation because I don't know their personal relationship and I am not going to go and insert myself in business that has nothing to do with me. But one thing I will say is this. Do not invite people to your shit. If you're going to have something, or even if you do have something, y'all all need to understand that paperwork needs to be involved. That's why I don't, I'm not doing business with no family and I'm not doing business with no fucking friends because I've been burned before. I'm not doing it. I'm absolutely not fucking doing it. Even if paperwork is involved, I'm not fucking doing it. No, I don't want to be in business with you because I know how that can turn out and I know how fucking finicky people are. And I, I just don't have time for the bullshit. I think it's very fucking trash that their whole relationship or business relationship or friendship has led up to this. Because as a dynamic, Rory, Maul, Joe, I think that they are dope together. But as Joe said, the show will go on for sure. Because he is the star of the show. And whoever he invites on the show, 
you know, like Ice and Ish, they're a good addition to the show. The show will go on. But we all came to watch JBP for the dynamic of those three. And it's not to show, say that the show isn't going to be just as good or even better when they leave or whatever the case may be. It's just like, damn. Like, really, it really is the end of a fucking era. And unfortunately, not only is a business relationship lost, but a friendship is lost also because, like I said, between the different parties, they feel like there's no respect there. So me, when it comes to business, I'm, listen, this is why the Hard Pill Podcast is hot Tiana's. This is why it's mine. Can't nobody take shit away from me. I don't have to split nothing. Ain't nobody calling splits on nothing. I don't want to. I don't want to hear. Oh, I need a percentage of this. I need a percentage. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm good for the people who want to come in and you know be, be a guest or whatever the case may be. Sure, fine. And that's another thing that I'm about to start doing. Also, now moving forward, you're gonna have to submit a fee. It's probably going to be about $20 because I've had situations of people in the past who have said they're going to come on the show and have it come on the show. And then I have to scramble around to try to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. So to cut all of that bullshit out, you're going to have to pay a fee if you want to be on the hard pill podcast. And so it's only $20. I'm, I'm, everybody got $20. I don't want to hear that you don't. Everybody got $20. You want to secure your slot? Because I'm not going to be put. Listen, that day... When, and listen, this is ain't, this ain't no shade to the person who originally was supposed to be on the show because he, t- he told me like, he was actually a day earlier, like, Oh shit, I thought it was today and da da da. But I understand you had a whole honeymoon thing that you was trying to do with your lady and different things like that's fine. I'm just glad that I got at least a day's notice. But if I'm hitting you up an hour for an hour before we supposed to record and you telling me, Oh, I can't do it. I have a problem with that. Because now I have to scramble around what the fuck I'm supposed to do because now I done laid out the, these questions that I had specifically made for you and now I have to do something different. So $20, $20, That's how I'm coming because I don't want my time, my, I don't want my time to be played with. And if you have a problem with that, then you don't got to come. You don't got to be a part of this. It's fine. But that's literally for everybody who wants to be on the show. You have to give me $20. I don't think that I'm asking for a lot. Because just in case you don't fucking show, I need an incentive for my time and effort that's wasted. Because that's not fair to me. I specifically sit down and put together different questions that I'm going to ask people who are going to be on my show. If you feel like that's an easy task, fine. But listen, I'm going to need an incentive for people who feel like they're going to waste my time. Or who are going to use my time. You could take that how you want it. I don't care. This shit's still going to go on regardless. But I am a businesswoman first. But that's why I don't believe in entangling business with friends and different things like that. Because people... People stand you up. People won't take your shit seriously. A whole, a whole variety of different shit. I don't, I don't have, I don't have time for it. Sorry. No, we, we not doing that moving forward. But honestly, I'm not going to even sit up. Like, listen, I think that they both sides make valid points, but this is what you happen. This is what happens when you involve your friends and your business. 
this is what happens. And I'm not saying that all of these different dynamics can't work if you do have a friend or you do have, you know, like a, a family member or whatever coming together and wanting to start a bit, but you got to understand businesses first. And in this specific situation where business was came first and where it wasn't just, oh, my word anymore, that's when shit got shaky. You saying if I, you saying, like I said, I'm not, my only problem is somebody saying, oh, um, the minute that you asking to see books and audits and different things like that, then the friendship is lost. Okay. Well, we can still do business then. We don't have to have a friendship. But that, in this particular situation, that doesn't even make any fucking sense because the show was about friends coming together, vibing, talking and chatting and different things like that and giving a different perspectives on things. How the fuck are we supposed to work if there is no friendship in this particular situation? It's not. I feel like Maul was very dry. When I first started walking, um, when I first started Listening to JBP, I feel like Maul was very dry. I'm like, what is he here for? To to show us his little outfits? He he dressed cute. But then over time, he started adding more of a perspective and different things like that. But he literally would just be quiet most of the time. I was just like, what the fuck is he getting paid for? Rory, I always felt had like a wittiness to him. And I always felt like he added input and shit like that. But listen. I need you people to fucking know anytime you are trying to get in business with somebody who is a family member or a friend and you want to involve paperwork, let them know this is not personal. This is not fucking personal. I am just covering my ass and there's nothing wrong with that. If they feel that you covering your ass is a dig at them, then y'all need to sever ties. But that's why the Hard Pill Podcast is mine and nobody else's. I'm not talking about splits. I'm not, I literally edit, record, did the design, post my own. I do all of that myself. I am a one woman band and it stresses me the fuck out sometimes and a lot of people might think it just might be easier just to sit here and record it. But you have to understand the mental capacity that it takes to do this shit, even on weeks where you don't feel like doing it, where you might be going through some own, your own personal shit, where you have to keep shit interesting and come up with different topics. Listen, if you are coming out with a podcast, I hope you are an interesting person. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I hope you're very interesting. I hope you have topics that uh, uh, have people engaged. I really hope that you bring something to the table that is unique. And you can be talking about everything that everybody else is talking about, but you have to deliver it in a way where it's personable and where it can cater to your audience that are to keep them coming back week after week after week after week. Because even that ain't easy either. Anytime you start a business, that ain't easy. Sometimes you can do it seamlessly. Sometimes it's a little bit harder. It's it's different things on this road of podcasting. It's not as easy as pop people make it out. Oh, let me hop on this microphone and just talk my shit and you know going about my no, it's not, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not. But respect people's time, respect people's effort. And if something is written in motherfucking writing, 
what I would recommend in any situation when it comes to business is have it in fucking writing. I don't give a fuck about what you take personal. What's in the writing? So we don't get anything misconstrued. But it's funny how you heard in my situation, as soon as I asked for something in writing, shit got shaky. Same situation. As soon as they wanted to see books and shit got shaky. What the fuck are you afraid of? What's the problem? This is business. Yes, we have a friendship, but this is business. Yes, we have. Yes, we're family, but this is business. I wanted something in writing just to say like, yo, I want to make sure that I'm allowed to stay here for a certain amount of time until I get on my feet. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. And as soon as I talked about that, two weeks later, there was a note slid underneath my motherfucking door telling me I had to, when did I get kicked out? Uh, I think it was like March 11th of 2015. I'll never forget it. Listen, motherfuckers burn bridges with me. You donezo. You do shit like that with me. You donezo. You're donezo. And I've had other money situations with other people in the past. I've told you I had a situation with my mom and different things like that. But my mother is my mother. I can I can mend a relationship with her because aside from money, that's still my mom at the end of the day. And there's just certain relationships that even with me being upset at the time and feeling like different shit should have just gone a little bit differently or whatever the case may be, I only get one mother. I got a bunch of fucking cousins. Fuck you. So, child, I'm telling you, you go into these different business deals and shit like that with your friends and your family. Make sure you have your fucking paperwork. You never know. Somebody might want to write something off on their taxes or whatever the case may be. I don't think there's anything wrong with paperwork. Be wary of the people who do. Hm. Well, in case y'all have been living underneath a rock... Um, some good and exciting things happened this weekend. Nikki had been teasing us all different. All, all <laughs> Nikki had been teasing us all week with this drop of this photo, well, photos that broke the motherfucking internet with the high, you know, long Rapunzel ponytail, pink Crocs with the little pillow covering the goods. And she said that she was dropping something on Friday. Also, J Cole came out with an album. So let's first address Nikki. Um, Nikki decided to bless us after 12 years, uh, with the Beam Me Up Scotty being, um, available on all platforms. So you don't have to go to motherfucking YouTube no more to listen to keys on the palm trees. You know what I'm saying? Go hard, itty pitty piggy and all of that other good stuff. Um, she got on live and talked about a, a, a couple of different things. Drake had a, actually came into the live and they had chatted it up a bit. It was real cute. You know, Tay was in a, you know what I'm saying, background, you know, doing her hair, fixing her up and different things like that. Um, She has took a little hiatus, you know what I'm saying? And she's literally like one of those people, like a J. Cole, who could pretty much just drop and is going to go viral. Like she, she, like she said, like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm the standard, like, you know what I'm saying? Who, who? Who the fuck am I competing against? Who who has to compete when I already won the race? So 
Um, it was real cute. It was exciting to see the queen come back. Listen, I've been a fan forever. You know what I'm saying? I first got introduced to Nikki with warning. I think, um, the jump off 07 was right after that, but warning is what did it for me. Y'all know I'm like, I love women who really hip hop, like, you know what I'm saying? Really got the bars, the metaphors and all of that. And you know what I'm saying? I thought she was a really beautiful girl. She had the flow. She had the bars. I was like, yes, this is exactly what the game's been missing. And it was right around the time when Remy had got locked up. So it was good to see a woman come in and dominate and literally throughout her whole career. It's been little stages that I didn't really like, like the, um, what's that song? I forgot what this song was. Like the super bass, you know, Nikki and all of that. I, I really didn't care for it. Um, I like when she used to come on records and like really rap for real. I like some of her ballads. Like, um, what is that song called? Regretting Your Tears. I love that. Save Me is still one of my motherfucking favorite songs. And I know she didn't really uh sing on that, but it's 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 one of those slower type like sentimental songs and shit like that. Um but yeah, it was it was a good look. I was happy that, you know, she decided to bless us with um the mixtape she had hinted or actually said that an album would be coming out very soon and the documentary as well. And like I said, as somebody who's been, you know, fucking with her for years, who just, you know, who just loves her, I was happy that the queen was back. So yeah, that's on that. Um, as y'all heard me say in my video on Instagram, I also, uh, had listened to Jay Cole actually while I was doing my makeup on, um, Saturday and I thought that the album was really dope. Um, I love J. Cole for uh, a plethora of different reasons, but because he's like one of those artists where you're going to have to really like sit. He's not one of those like people where you just going to throw his shit on and it's just going to be like a bop and a bob and da 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 and a little turn up shit. He's like one of those people where you got to really like sit down, listen to the music and like really absorb it. And, um, for somebody who just like today, today I woke up and clean, I steam clean my floors. I'm doing laundry right now uh, in a couple of hours. Well, um, after this, after recording this, I'm going to edit and different things like that. And, um, during work and things like, it's like one of those albums that you just li literally like, you have to sit and like absorb, like he's like one of those rare precious gems. And it's, it's beautiful to see somebody who came into the industry and thought that they had to be like a particular way to dress, to have, you know, to dress to the nine and have the biggest chain to, to be this hard and, you know, machismo kind of like figure and things like that. And then like really just come into his own and, you know, he started growing his locks out and, all of his stuff was very like minimal. He really just started moving around like a regular guy, even though he's worth millions. And um, I don't like to use the word humble. I, I like to equate it to, you know, somebody who is noble, who, you know, who knows their worth, but doesn't need to express it through the things that they, you know, can put on. But, you know, very much is comfortable within themselves without having to do the most. And that's what I appreciate about J. Cole and like his vulnerability and different things like that. I love the fact I love when black men can just be true to themselves and who don't have to put on this persona that they have. Well, they feel like they have to put on. Um, it's just beautiful watching to somebody transform into um, exactly who they are. And, you know, I, I'm appreciator of people being authentically themselves. So I love the album. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again. 
um because like i said i was doing my makeup while i was doing it and like moving around and different things like that but to like completely like absorb it absorb it and to listen to it in its entirety i'm probably i'll probably listen to it later on today um while i'm at work and different things like that and just you know because like i said i have a whole lot of downtime so um it was it was big in hip-hop and um also i think that j cole is number one right now nikki is number two so i again i love to motherfucking see it um two great artists dominating in the charts right now like what what much what could you what more could you ask for um and yeah, I, I hope you all had downloaded y'all music and you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all had the time to listen to, you know, the Be Me Up Scotty and also J. Cole's album as well. Like, you know, listen, it was, it was a good weekend in hip hop and I hope y'all appreciated it. Like I appreciate it. Let's get into these TV shows. <sighs> so... Anyway, last but certainly not least, I just wanna I just wanted to come and talk to y'all about the different things that I've actually been watching lately. Um I've had a lot of downtime at work. Literally <clears throat> on a good day, I probably might take like hmm, like three calls <laughs> in an eight hour period child like when i first had started this job or whatever like listen i was having i would get fucking laryngitis like i would be talking to people all fucking day having to read those goddamn fucking terms and different shit like that child i was i was raspied in a bitch by the end of my motherfucking shift but you know as more people have gotten vaccinated and things like that the the, the lines have slowed down a lot um recently the cdc had actually approved uh 12 to 15 year olds to uh get their vaccine but we haven't had a definitive date on when um they'll be able the parents will be able to call in and actually schedule their appointments uh as of yet but again let me say that the cdc has approved the 12 to 15 but there is no definitive date on when you can schedule your appointment yet. So fuck what you're saying on TV. What you write in your little gossip blog. Or whatever the fucking case may be. I work for these motherfuckers. We are not scheduling appointments appointments as of yet. So relax. You know. I don't have a problem with you calling in the answer. But please don't argue with me. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Okay. I don't give a fuck about what you heard on the Channel 9 News. I don't care. I cannot schedule your appointment as of yet. It's only 16-year-olds and up. So, with that being said, I've had a lot of free time on my hands. And I've been watching a lot of different shows. Um, I've been watching... under. I recently just started watching Underground yesterday. I literally... Well, the Underground Railroad. Because Underground is a whole nother series that was fire um i forgot what network that it was on but i think they only had two seasons and they took it off child i was so fucking upset mm, i was so fucking upset um i think shorty name was journey um it's uh, jesse smollett uh sister she started in the show um she's also like in a number of different shows like as a kid i think she played on like family Matters. she was on full house and y'all know who she is she's the the woman from uh, Lovecraft Country, the the light skinned girl, um, the light skinned woman, excuse me, um, she plays on there and shit like that. But child, anyway, 
on the Underground Railroad is another series that was on prom. And I, I was <laughs> I was telling my babe yesterday, I said, as much as they fucking promoted this fucking um no remorse or whatever the fuck that corny ass Michael Michael B. Jordan movie was, for them to have this series on the home page and not had, you know, um um promoted it as much as they did they are trash for that because the series is really good it's shot very well it's all new black actresses child this this woman cora does a phenomenal job oh my god it it literally feels she makes you i mean everything makes you feel like you're there but she makes you feel like oh my god and i literally had just wrote a status about it like shout out to my ancestors like I said shout out to my ancestors who have came before me who have had to endure a lot of this different stuff on a daily basis and you know it was this one scene um where she was she was coming back up and she had met this white man and he was trying to bring her into town so he can like uh harbor her I guess until he you know transported her somewhere else where it was safe and they were coming into town and it was this long road and it was like these trees full of people just hanging. And he was just like, I don't know if this is like a sign or whatever the case may be, but they just decided to hang all of these different black bodies up, you know, all the way into town. And it, and it went for miles. It was just, oh my God. They were talking about the different things like eugenics and how, you know, this is this is why I say like these these disalarming, quote unquote, white people. <sighs> listen, if you white and you listen to the show, no shade to you. If you know, no shade to you, pretty much, you you know, your body, you know, what I'm saying. But for the white people who listen, they were talking about eugenics and it was this woman who was teaching literature and it was this um doctor who was you know giving people these different things these different men to ingest and it 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 was literally eugenics they were telling women like oh well you know we have these different things that uh stop you from having babies and different things like that and then the guy who was also the lead character at the time i forgot his name um but he was giving, uh, the doctor had came in. Well, he went and seen a doctor one day because he was like working for like this factory or some shit like that. And, um, he peeped, the doctor peeped that he seen the book, the Odyssey or whatever. And, um, he was basically telling the doctor like, yeah, like Negroes ain't supposed to know nothing about no, uh, no Odyssey and this, that, and the third and da, da, da. He was just like, oh, it's okay. Like take it. So basically the dude was basically trying to get the black dude like underneath the wing so he can go ahead and, um, give him these different kind of drugs to give to these, give to the people that he was, you know, formerly working with. The doctor said, yo, come work for me. Like you don't have to work in a factory no more. So he was, um, steadily giving like these different guys, like these black pills or whatever. And these motherfuckers was coughing up blood and uh, essentially they ended up dying. And then one day the girl, um, had went to her literature teacher and she was asking her like, why it ain't no little black babies or little black kids running around here in the, 
and and the white lady very much turned her face turned like it was like a sinister grin on her face and she was like well you know um that that's for people in the other town over but you don't have to worry about that because you know you're scheduled to go in to you know get your tubes tied or whatever the case may be and the girl was just like well I changed my mind and she was just and the lady was like well at this point you can't change your mind and that girl it was just like yo people is just so fucking crazy like poisoning people fucking and then, you know, you got the fucking coons and shit like that. It was this one little boy. He was irritating the fuck. Well, he irritates the fuck out of me. Because through the whole series, he's under like, he's under like the direction of these two white men. And he's like little. Like he probably ain't no older than like eight or nine years old, but he will kill. He was basically along for the ride with the slave catchers and things like that. And he actually had found the main character, Cora, because she's wanted now because she ended up, um, she ended up killing like one of the slave catchers and then it was like a bounty on her head. So she basically been ducking and dodging and moving around. And he had seen her, um, in a museum where she was like, her job was like picking cotton and um he had seen her behind the glass and he came his little ass went in there and came and tried to snatch her and child you're gonna have to see it you're gonna have to see it but it's a good it's a good series it's just like a lot it just was like when I physically when I was watching and I was looking at those bodies on those trees like it just made me so fucking emotional like it was men women children it was mm, it makes me so fucking emotional um, it wasn't until like around like episode, uh, eight where it kind of like simmered down like a little bit. It was just like, okay, whoo, this is a regular episode. <laughs> like, cause it's a lot. It's like a lot. They endured like a lot. It's, oh my God. Like I said, I'm grateful. My strength is, is not even in comparison to whatever my ancestors went through. And I am so grateful and so honored that I can come from a lineage of strong men and women who had the power and who had the audacity to, you know, withstand all of that. And I say all of that to say, like, a lot of people get online and say, like, I wouldn't have did this and I wouldn't have did that. And all. you don't know what the fuck you would have did to protect yourself and your family. You you don't know what the fuck you would have did. Like, there's people getting raped. There's it's ugh, it's just so crazy y'all it's really emotional but it's really good at the same time um yeah underground railroad on amazon prime uh speaking of amazon prime i'm also well i also just finished invincible which is about these different superheroes and different things like that and i'm and i'm, I'm when i tell you if you are an adult i'm telling you it's really an adult cartoon like it's cursing it's it's death it's it's everything that you want to motherfucker it's like the perfect fucking um it's like the perfect train crash that you can't like or car crash that you can't look away from um it's this it's this boy who is coming into age or whatever he's a teenager and he first and he first discovers like he's getting powers and different things like that his father comes from another planet um he's like this big machismo kind of like guy or whatever the case may be and i don't want to give up everything but he and his father um end up getting into it and I, I literally don't want to give y'all too much, but it's literally just about a story of a boy who is just both human and who is a superhero or has super superpowers, who is just trying to figure out how to manage his personal life and his superhero life and his family dynamic and just 
all of this other different stuff it's crazy and i love it because it's like our it's like an hour epi- all of these shows are like hour episodes which i personally love because i'd be so fucking mad i'd be binge watching shows and shit like that and they'd be like 30 minutes and then i'm done with it and yeah I still haven't finished Underground yet. I just finished Invincible. Great, great, great show. Um, Godfather of Harlem, I got to catch up on. Snowfall was, of course, great. I just finished that, like, uh, probably damn near like a month ago. Yasuke, um, the Black Samurai movie that's on Netflix and shit like that, is cool, but it wasn't all of what I expected it to be. Um... I don't know. It just could have been... It wasn't given what I thought it was going to give. It's cool. Like, aesthetically, it's good. You know what I'm saying? It's really good animation. For those who don't know, I really do like anime. Well, most... Some anime. I really have to be into it. But I'm not going to say that I'm not going to finish watching it. But it's cool. Um, Castlevania is like one of those... Um, Castlevania is a really good anime. Um, If you want to watch that. Uh, I would say my top animes have been, um, I actually, like I said, I've had so much free time on my hands. Um, the animes, my top animes would be Dr. Stone, Attack on Titan, um, Neverland, Death Note, and Hunter Hunter. I hope I'm not forgetting something. I feel like I'm forgetting something. But yeah, those are my top animes. And I'd be like presently surprised sometimes because... Son, I never knew that I would like anime as much as I like it. But, you know, just the different storylines and different things like that. You, Oh, yeah. Erased was a really good one, too. Erased was a really good one. That was good. Um, I really like the drama ones. Like, it's funny. Like, I really like the drama ones. Um, uh, Hunter Hunter is, like, one of those where it's just, like, it's, like, the right amount of, like, funny moments. But it's very serious as well. And it's all this, these different adventures and fights and different things like that. Like, it was, like, the perfect... I would say Hunter Hunter is at the top, top, top. Um, Hunter Hunter is at the top. Neverland will be next. Well, mm, I don't know. Attack on Titans is like, ugh. I don't know. Attack on Titans is like, it's up there. Attack on, I'm going to say Attack on Titans. Um, Neverland, Death Note, then Dr. Stone in that order. But yeah. I love my anime, y'all. Um, if y'all have any good animes that y'all want to recommend or whatever the case may be, you know, shoot me a little, shoot me a little message and, you know, let me know. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for this week. I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode. Um, again, this is episode 19, week 19. Uh, be sure to follow me on social media obviously the hard pill podcast be sure to subscribe and you know donate to your good sis the 9.99 a month if you you know respect and enjoy the content and all of that i am a businesswoman i am a content creator and shit like that and i do need to eat i mean yes i do have a regular nine to five job but i'm really i really want my dreams to transition into me being this self-sufficient businesswoman where I don't need a nine to five anymore. And I know that's going to be me acquiring different businesses and different things like that. But this will be the, the, the very first stepping stone in that direction. Um, so yes, please subscribe, comment, share with your friends and family, talk about it, you know, hit me up. I, I love all of that different stuff. Give me topics. Give me topics. Let me know what you want me to talk about. All of that different stuff. I'm still, except, listen, my inbox is open. Keep it cute, though. Don't come in my inbox trying to shoot your shot. And obviously, I'm not talking about the ladies, because y'all know I, you know, 
you know, I deal with somebody, but you know, the niggas don't be caring. The niggas still don't be caring. So please keep it cute. Um, and yeah, I love and appreciate y'all as always. And I would love, 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 love. Well, no. Yeah. Join me next time on the next episode. And I love and appreciate y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hard Pill Podcast. And again, I am your host, Hatiana, and I love that you allowed me some of your time today. Follow and turn on all your post notifications for all updates. You can reach me at the Hard Pill Podcast on Instagram, and you can also follow my personal page, which is Scared Money Don't Make Money. That's S-C-A-R-E-D-M-O-N-E-Y. D-O-N-T-M-N-E-Y. You can also DM me with all your questions and any topics that you guys would like to discuss. And if you would like to donate to the pod, you can cash at me personally at H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E-E. That's H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E. Love you guys. Bye.